0: what is up everybody welcome to the tomatobito boxing show and uh i just wanted to um uh, to take a brief second take a few minutes of your time and and just talk to you a little bit about two young up-and-coming lion cubs within the sport of boxing young young kids young kiddos that I had a chance to meet and speak to briefly. It was an absolute pleasure uh, having spoken to these two uh, up-and-coming stars within the sport of boxing. I got to meet them this past Saturday at Glendale, uh, in Glendale, Arizona, as I I was in attendance for the Bam Rodriguez-Sunny Edwards fight. And, And, well, later that night, I'll, come, I'll wrap around to this, and it's a bit of a rant, but later on in the night, as uh, as I went out to have dinner, and I was there with my buddies and so forth, and I ended up encountering this conversation where somebody mentioned to me, made the comment that, one, they weren't aware that there was a boxing event taking place. And we were right outside of the arena in an area called Westgate, which is all the restaurants. It's like a small restaurant and bar row directly across from the arena, from the main entrances of the arena. So they mentioned to me, first off, they weren't aware that there was a boxing event. I came out fully excited from from the whole atmosphere and the night that was the the, the zone card and the match room card that, that, that was put on, headlined by Bam and Sonny. I was on high, and, and they're like, well, I didn't even know it was a boxing event, so I'm like, of course, you know, I want to tell them about it, and followed by a comment of, man, who, who even goes to boxing events, boxing's dead, like UFC's where it's all at now, and MMA, so the conversation ensued, and I entertained the conversation, and I had a mic drop moment in my back pocket, which is where I'm going to wrap around to uh, to where I started this this episode here, this quick little rant. Anyways, we get back to it. We're going back and forth, and yes, all credit due to MMA, specifically the UFC and the standard and consistency that Dana White has set in place for his organization. To which when the UFC shows up to any town, they are bound to have high attendances, if not sellouts, have high revenue by way of live gates, have consistency in pay-per-view numbers, each event, boxing is more on a wave depending on who's fighting. Hence, Showtime exiting the boxing world. A few years back, we witnessed HBO put an end to their long-storied boxing run. Amazon looks like they're going to be entering into, into the boxing world. And we are in a new age of streaming. We have been for several years now, and DAZN is definitely leading that. ESPN Plus is also a big player now, and this, the age of streaming. So when people want to start comparing numbers here and there, and we'll look at what this event did, look at what this event did, well, yes, you have consistency on behalf of MMA, specifically speaking, the UFC, which is where the argument was, uh, the the basis of the argument that I, that I was encountering. There's consistency as far as all the tabs that I just mentioned, live gates, pay-per-view numbers, um, revenue, high attendance rates, if not sellouts, good events being put forth by, by Dana White, but then you get into boxing And just this year alone, which in my opinion has been one of the best boxing years that come to mind since I've been a fan, just as good, if not better than that of 2007, which I often refer to, where we witnessed from... Kelly Pavlik being active that year to Marco Antonio Barrera, Juan Manuel Marquez, Eric Morales. The big mega fight that was that year between De La Hoya and Mayweather, which broke all records at the time. Uh, Bernard Hopkins fought that year. Joe Calzaghe was still active and winning. It was a hell of a year for boxing. And there's many more that that are not coming to mind. Or many more that I'm not mentioning uh, because there's just so much to remember from that year. An amazing year for boxing, in my opinion. 07 was. And this year has either matched it or potentially beat it. Some Gervonta's performance. I mean, Gervonta shows up anywhere and he's selling out. He's that big of an attraction. So you have a row of events from UFC that are consistent. But then it only takes one event on behalf of boxing. With a big headliner. And it outdoes what three or four events or matches that of three or four or five UFC events. When speaking about attendance numbers, revenue, pay-per-view numbers, etc., etc. Gervonta and Hector Garcia to open the year, Benavides Plant, Ryan Garcia-Gervante, Terrence Crawford-Errol Spence. Some fights, such as Garcia and Gervante, Spence and, uh, and Crawford. Tyson Fury and Ganu, Fights that end up transcending the boxing world, transcending the sports world, entering into pop culture and just everyday Everyday news. It transcends the sports world into everyday notoriety. Big, big events. And it's been like that for a while. And we have Devin Haney, what he did with Regis Progray. Everybody's talking about that. Devin Haney beating Loma. Josh Taylor and Teofimo Lopez this year. The big Usyk Dubois fight in which there was Controversy. More recently, David Benavides and Demetrius Andred. Now, bam, sunny, as of this past weekend. Also out in Minneapolis, you had David Morrell fighting a lesser-known fighter in Sena but you had a good card and a good co-main event highlighted by Rayo Valenzuela and Chris Colbert and their rivalry. And there's an interest for it. And there's a big following. Boxing has such a rich history, a storied history, and legends that have participated and dominated the sport, that have transcended into pop culture, political activism, that have transcended into household names and become household names, not just boxing stars. Where the UFC has maybe a handful of them. You could make a whole list. And we could list the amount of names that are more recognizable within. Or that have come from boxing. So my mic drop was. Two young lions. Young cubs that I'm dedicating this episode to. These two young men I got a chance to meet after the fights ended as I was making my way out of the arena. And I was beyond impressed and it was an absolute pleasure that I had the chance to uh, to have a few minutes with each of them and just meet them just to mess around with them a little bit and joke around with them a little bit and see their personalities and where they're at in their journey. They're both young in their journey. Um, the name of the first young boxer that I met, his name is Noah Woods. He was in attendance, accompanied by his father, in attendance all the way from England, supporting one of his favorite fighters in Sonny Edwards. And just that alone caught my attention where I was like, man, I got to talk to this kiddo. I got to have a few minutes with him because how meaningful, how beautiful... That he was there with his father. From abroad, they took the long haul trip to make it all the way to support one of his favorite fighters, and they were having a blast. His dad was awesome. I had a few seconds to to exchange with them, and uh, and then he he let me talk to uh, to Noah. And young Noah, as humble but as personable as any young kiddo could be, as honest. And you could just see the dream in his eyes. 22 fights in to his young boxing career. 15 wins. He has one of those 15 wins already. Uh, has come by, by way of stoppage. 22 fights in. Young Noah Woods all the way from England, what a memory that he that he was able to put together this past Saturday, accompanied by his dad in such a big event as this past Saturday was, to have witnessed that in person, to see the whole production and the whole scene in person. It's something that he's never going to forget. And he's only going to appreciate the older he gets. So I high-fived with Noah, and I continued making my way, exiting the arena, and then I run into this young man with swag, with a green, shiny jacket on, the Gypsy Kid, David Trail. And, what? A, of course, he caught my attention, he was walking near me, and, and I stopped and talked to him. Both of these encounters, uh, one of my buddies. I guess, look, I wasn't ready. I wasn't there to do press. I wasn't. I wasn't there to do interviews. I wasn't. I, I was just there to enjoy the night, and I had my buddies with me. Um, this is uh, something that we try to do once a year. Everybody flies in from different places, and uh, and we try to meet in different locations. This we were. This year was dwindling down, and we didn't get a chance to hang out with one another um, buddies that I've known for years, really good friends of mine. And, uh, and that was the occasion. We were there this, the years dwindling down. We said, Hey, let's make it happen. Or we're going to break the agreement that we said that at least once a year, we were going to get together and make an effort to get together and, and keep this friendship alive. Um, and as the years dwindling down, this was a perfect, the perfect, uh, reason, the perfect excuse. And, and several were missing, but several did manage to make the trip, and so that was that's where my mind was at. It was just more in hangout mode, and I had I had a few drinks in me, of course. So, so it, it wasn't my plan, right? I wasn't there professionally. I wasn't there doing press or anything. So, yes, it's a little sloppy that I just went off the top uh, and, uh, and, and conducted these brief interviews, but they were more so to have fun with these kiddos and uh, they deserve it. The attention was theirs. The spotlight was theirs. And that's what I wanted to render to them. Uh, so, so we quickly conducted those two and, and, and my buddy, uh, managed to, uh, to record both of them and they're going to be on the YouTube channel. And the, remember the YouTube channel that I had, those of you that have followed me from the beginning, I had the entire audio catalog and I deleted it all. And I've only, I've only kept The visual, the, the videos on there, the few that I have. Some of them I I haven't uploaded. Some of them I just decided not to upload. But, uh, but the few that I'm, that, that I do have up there, uh, are going to be accompanied by the two encounters that I had with, uh, one with Noah and, uh, and the other with David Trail. So as you listen to this, uh, go check those out. Go check those out because I'll have them. I'll have them up this week as well uh, on the YouTube channel. In case you listen to this episode before I manage to upload the video, then just stay on it and uh, and check it out by by the latter part of this week. I'll have those two little videos, uh, two encounters with uh, with these young young champs, um, up. David Trill out of Chandler, Arizona, the Gypsy Kid. He had a bigger entourage than than. The amount of people that I know in my personal life. There must have been about 15 to 20 people with them. And uh, super humble, kind, personable. Both of them. Noah and David. Honest. And it's palpable, right? It's, it, it's, it's almost like um, like a wake-up call. To see how genuine you are as a child, how you just speak so effortlessly, and uh, and with that dream in your eye, that twinkle that you got of "I'm gonna be there one day, I'm gonna make this happen." David Trell, his favorite fighter is the Gypsy King, uh, Tyson Fury. So he took a bit of his name and he deems himself as the Gypsy Kid. The Gypsy Kid, King David Trell. Cool moniker, cool name. You could check him out on Instagram as well. As the Gypsy Kid. Seven fights into his boxing journey. Looking to become a heavyweight. And he's very aware of where he's at and where he's going. Because at one point, I stump him a little bit by asking him as to when he anticipates reaching that goal of becoming a heavyweight and starting to fight at that weight. And he thought about it. And he answers by age 23. Nine years old at the moment. Seven fights into his boxing journey. And at 23, he's looking to be a heavyweight and competing against some of the people that he's looking up to right now as they'll be exiting the sport if they still happen to be around. If not, filling their shoes and taking the torch and taking it to new heights. So out of this long rant... Which I took in the route of the conversation I was having post fight after I had met these two kiddos and their families. The reason for the rant is that when people continue to say that boxing is dead, yes, it has many flaws, yes, it is imperfect. There is a lack of uniformity when you speak about judging or refereeing. There is issues with commissions and the sanctioning bodies and the promotional companies. But the purity of the sport and how genuine the sport is as it relates to the stories being told when these fighters are up on the ring and the journeys that they that they travel and then at the and that they endure on that they endure just to be able to get up on that ring come fight night everything that we don't get to see that's what boxing is So my mic drop for that conversation was that I played these two videos to that gentleman and told him, the sport isn't going anywhere. And here's your proof. This is the new class. And just like we're speaking about Devin Haney and Gervonta, Shakur, Ryan Garcia, Teofimo Lopez. Don't forget, especially at 140 right now, don't forget that we're just a couple years removed from having been talking about the elite at that weight class, which were Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, John Cepeda, Regis Progre. Ivan Baranchik and Jack Catterall, Virgil Ortiz before he transitioned to 140, and Maurice Hooker, don't forget that we were just talking about them a few years ago, and that was the echelon of the division, and now with Subriel Matias as one of the title holders, and every other name that I just mentioned, that's your new class, and they're dominating, and that's how quick the sport evolves, and Noah Woods and David Trell, who I had a pleasure meeting and messing around with for a little bit and joking around with, and, uh, and, and it was an absolute pleasure to see them accompanied by their loved ones, Noah by his father, and, uh, and David with an entire entourage, with, with a whole crew being led by his parents. That was beautiful. Beautiful. These are memories that these kiddos are never going to forget, and they're only going to appreciate the older they get. Because their number one fans are right there with them and exposing them to the sport the right way and putting them at the forefront. It was great. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, and if young gypsy kid David happens to listen to this episode, and uh, as well as Noah, this episode is dedicated to you, to both of you, and I applaud you guys. I applaud your parents. I tip my hat to each of your respective parents, and I cannot wait to see. The evolution of your careers and I hope that I get to cheer for you and applaud you as you continue on your boxing journeys on your young journeys I wish you all the success in the world and I have no doubt that you will each Make it to your respective dreams within the boxing world. So this one's for you, young champs. Have yourselves a great night. I'm Hecali, and this is a Tomatolito Boxing Show.